0: Thank you for tuning in to with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and with Comic Kirsten Porter. Kirsten Porter, how the hell are
1: you? I'm good. How are you, Brian?
0: Oh, good. And I'm, am I saying it correctly? I know it's I know it's spelled K-E-R-S-T-I-N, which is important for your socials, but it's pronounced <laughs> Kirsten. Let me hear you say it.
1: Yeah, it's Kirsten. So, like, care bears or carrots, yes. or as yes. your phone will correct you, carotene.
0: you're getting a lot of carotene in your life because of your name. I love it. And so, yeah, so you are who WHO, as in who is, uh, So who, who Kirsten on Twitter, as well as uh, Facebook, if anybody's still on Facebook, but also <laughs> Instagram and your website. Um, your website is karistinporter.com. Instagram is Karistin Porter. And also when you are Instagram Karistin Porter, you can see your other uh, huge projects that are, are big and coming out. Is Mr. Dog Walker Film. is also an Instagram account where we can see you dress as a, you know, dress and drag a little bit, dressed as a, a male character. But also tell me real quick about Deadline, Deadline Junkies LA, which has its own Instagram as well.
1: Yeah. Deadline Junkies is a writer's group that I'm a part of, but they do a lot of cool stuff. They do. um, I'm hosting their podcast, which we just talk to writers who are writers for film and TV. Uh, We just had an interview with Eternals, the writers from Eternals.
0: That's cool. So it's not necessarily comedy.
1: No, not always. We do lean more towards, well, and Deadline Junkies is a writer group that has a meeting every night of the week almost. But Uh the one, yeah, I'm only, (laughs) I'm only on Wednesdays. I don't do all of them. And Wednesdays is comedy focused.
0: Oh, that's cool. And it's a three scripts performed on stage Zoom every Sunday. Oh, my Lord. So it's every night of the week, Sunday through Thursday. Three scripts yeah. performed, I love it. And I mean, I almost think the name is kind of a play on we're giving you a deadline that just kind of, and I guess that's kind of the not only the connotation, but the denotation of the word. It's like,
1: we're giving you a deadline
0: and you're going to do everything on a deadline and that way you're going to get stuff done, even if it's less than perfect. Is that accurate?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And <laughs> uh, definitely less than perfect for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do at the Character Sundays thing. Like, you know, I was, you know, putting out maybe... Oh, five six seven you know comedy shorts a week and that was just so great to have deadlines you know it feels like saturday night live you know you're taking um people's premises and matching it with other people's jokes and having somebody self-film it and the me yeah. editing it down and so that's going to start up again too but um tell me about do i i i on i heard the premise i started the film and it's in the first five seconds it's so funny tell me about mr dog walker film
1: Okay, so Mr. Dogwalker is basically a spoof on Mrs. Doubtfire, and it is instead of a man dressing as a woman, it is a woman dressing as a man so she can see her dog,
0: that yes. she
1: lost custody of.
0: Oh, and, and I love, I mean, I guess I saw, I, I saw the draft, meaning I saw the first a half uh-huh. minute of the draft because i didn't want to spoil it during our episode you know with kind of ruining their punch lines people get sensitive about that but i mean you had so many funny things in the f- i mean the thing was established the the plot the premise was established in the first 30 seconds and there was a good four or five jokes how the hell did you make it so punch punchy to begin with i didn't see the trailer i mean i saw the first 30 seconds
1: well, thank you. I mean, it's all deadline junkies. This is really just one big advertisement for deadline junkies. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, tell me about Greenberry. is that was he the actor in there? Uh, no, Green,
1: no? Okay. no. Greenberry is a woman, and she um she is in there, but very shortly, she basically is the passerby. I think her name in it yes. is passerby. <laughs> yes.
0: I, I was I think she was in the first couple seconds because I mean she said something funny too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's hilarious and wonderful. And I work with her on sketches and she helped me produce this um, dog walker, but she's only in it for split seconds.
0: Uh, So she she helped you produce it. Did she help write it too or no?
1: No. uh, She did give me notes and stuff, uh, but she didn't. She didn't actually write any of it. But I'm sure she has good jokes in there that I stole and are definitely mine, 100%. <laughs> now
0: tell me about Sketches, because it sounds like Sketches, but it's pronounced with a DJ in the middle instead of the T-E-C-H.
1: Yeah, so Sketches is it's a sketch comedy group that was born from Deadline Junkies, hence the DJ nice. in the middle of it. Okay. Because uh, we are creative. Yes,
0: <laughs> you are. And you guys are producing. I mean, those deadlines really get you guys' to act together, doesn't it?
1: how oh you get so God, pro- yeah. like? Yeah.
0: yeah, how are you drawn to the productive people in LA? <laughs> uh,
1: well, oh, that's a good question. Hold on, let me let me ponder for a minute. Oh, good. Um, I don't know. I think I I'm personally somebody who needs deadlines and wants to make stuff constantly. So yeah. I just kind of attract the people. Also, you end up quickly realizing who will who wants to and will get stuff done, and those people stick around and the people that don't you, you just stop contacting them or they, they just disappear. They kind of take themselves out of the equation.
0: And, and I think I had that experience with um, character Sundays too, with our, our mutual friend, Rory, Rory yeah. And so how, yeah, uh, how'd you, how'd you kind of meet Rory Scholl? Who's kind of one of my regulars out here with character Sundays.
1: Oh my God. Rory is amazing. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Rory. Whoop, whoop. Yes. <laughs> I met him. Oh, another moment I have to ponder. No, um, let, right? <laughs> so many questions I didn't think through, <laughs> I should have taken more notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It is a funny thing. I've realized that more as the as I go through this industry that you do have a lot of preparation. You watch shows and stuff like that and stand up and you're like, oh, such funny people that just go up there and they say funny stuff off the cuff. But it's not true at all. They spend so much time prepping and trying it out and thinking about it and spending sleepless nights waking up and writing down jokes on their bedside tables. There's so much prep work in this.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, so how did you like, did you find Rory was one of those people who just kind of through practice, he became perfect?
1: Oh my God. He, um, I don't know if he was ever imperfect. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was on a pit team, um, people's improv theater team with him. And he was such a giving and amazing partner to work with. And you, like we were saying, he, um, he's so funny, but he also is just, a really supportive person all around, and really fun to play with.
0: And why, and why do we think that is? I mean, it's it like talent and and I mean, it's supposed to be talented at improv. You need to be, you know, empathetic or or whatever, and you need to be giving. But um, do, do we think that because he's so talented and so naturally gifted, that he has the confidence, and because you have the confidence, you don't need to put other people down, but you can kind of build them up and lifting up the scene.
1: I think it took a lot of time and practice. I mean, for me, if I'm talented, it was not that I was born with it. It took so much practice and time. And I think Rory, somebody who was able to dedicate that time to become talented where, yeah, he can be confident and sit back and, and just wait, the patience of just waiting. And then you, you know, that moment's going to come. And I think a lot of people will, um, we got Just
0: that, that moment's yeah. never gonna come. I need yeah. to insert myself here.
1: I have to do it now, and it <laughs> happens a lot. And you have to kind of get used to the moments when a joke comes and you're not the the first one to be like, "There's, I I got it." Um, <laughs> And and jokes pass by so much too. And your brain will be like, no, I had the perfect punchline. And then you say it five minutes later and it's, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, And then in the meantime, you missed a lot of opportunities to kind of think of new jokes and more original jokes that are not the not kind of the victim of parallel thought or whatever. Um, and yeah. you know, R- Rory was recently, I think, on a benefit show or something, and Keenan Thompson was on there or something. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes oh sense. God, of course. <laughs> Keenan Thompson would share a bill with Rory Pancakes, I guess, is his Instagram <laughs> feed. Rory Pancakes. Yeah, we used to yeah. go to the same deli, so we talked about that in our, our episode. But yeah, so yeah. Mr. Dog Walker, is there something that, I mean, you're interested in gender norms, and I am too. And so tell me, like, is there something, do you enjoy like when you have to dress as a male character and act as a male character, what do you get out of it in addition to toying with those norms that you love to mock?
1: Uh, it is it is really fun to to dress up in general. And-
0: if, <laughs> Man or woman, as long as you're dressed up, you're like, that's yeah. pretty cool.
1: A fairy, a uh, dragon, a uh, wizard. I'm really stuck on fantasy characters for some reason. Okay. Um, <laughs> But whatever it is, it's so fun because you basically it, it almost is, hides yourself and gives you permission to play and be this other character.
0: Yeah. And so, do you wish that you had some of that same kind of freedom to play with, you know, to play with yourself. But I mean, like, <laughs> you know, when you're dressed as yourself and you're presenting as Kirsten Porter, like, why shouldn't you have that freedom to do whatever the fuck you want?
1: Oh yeah, for sure, and I. And you probably do. It. I mean,
0: do you walk yeah. around with that freedom, or do you kind of wish you had the same freedom as you do when you dress in drag? Dress
1: oh in drag? no, and and part of it for me too is that of dressing in drag. I feel like I, I have some masculine characteristics, as I think everybody has feminine and masculine characteristics, and it it does allow you to lean into those those sides of yourself more but walking around daily I feel like there is definitely um I have those masculine characters and I can let them come out
0: and you can't really so in your daily life you're like man I can't really fucking lean into the masculine qualities that I have oh I'm putting Uh on this costume and this mustache or whatever now I can kind of lean into it and so it's fun to kind of
1: play that side of
0: your stuff that you don't often play when you're just walking down the street
1: yeah yeah definitely and so I
0: think it's so funny though (laughs) <laughs> like, like so the prefer the first of all the premise is amazing is, is the premise yours or yeah born of deadline junkies
1: no it what how did it come about i well, well the Harrison
0: porter on a deadline you just came yeah. up with that brilliance you know because it was due and in, in, in an hour
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and i lost my dog actually in a breakup oh. and so
0: oh did you so this is born yeah. in real life
1: yeah so yeah. there's a true story behind it that is okay. layered and layered all, uh, uh with fantasy but, <laughs>
0: but were you ever the, tempted to be like, yo? I really want to go and under- I mean, I guess you couldn't go undercover because you'd be recognizable, I suppose. But was there, ever the, was there ever the wish? It's like, man, why don't I just sign up for the dog walking service? And when I show up, <laughs> he'll have to fucking deal with me and he'll probably let me take the dog, right?
1: Yeah, well, I constantly would think, how can I steal my dog? And so I would (laughs) fantasize all these different ideas of, you know, breaking in through the window, coming in as a a maintenance person, uh, being the dog walker. Even that,
0: though, like, I I would watch you do all those things (laughs) that you just mentioned. So it's like a spinoff. It's like after the dog walker thing is huge. I really want to see the prequel, the origin story where you tried 15 things and none of it worked (laughs) until the dog walker. And shame on me for presuming that the the former uh, significant other was a man. I'm sorry about that. But meaning, like, you know, whoever it was, he has your fucking dog. He or she or they have your fucking dog, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. I think I said he, so it's fine. Okay. okay,
0: yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, so so yeah, kind of how, I mean, first of all, like, so that's a good twist. I mean, like, the fact that it was born a reality, yeah, it it seems like, oh, well, it's slightly less genius, but it's not. I mean, it's still just a, a very smart twist to be like, okay, not only does he have my dog, but I'm going to go undercover to become the dog walker. And I guess I mean, I guess you're you're supposed to suspend reality a little bit that he wouldn't recognize you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because that's the little I,
0: real. And I didn't think of that even while watching it, so it might not I mean, but I think a lot of people will be like I mean, a lot of people don't enjoy comedy, I guess. They're always trying yeah. to pick apart that bullshit, right? <laughs>
1: And I, that's something to filmmaking that you just have to accept is that, it you know, somebody's going to pick it apart. Somebody is going to – they they don't want to be along on the ride, and they want to tear it apart. And some people find enjoyment in doing that, you know, finding the scenes where the Starbucks cup is in <laughs> with all oh, the yeah. dragons and everything.
0: But well, fuck those it. people, right? They're not going to laugh at jokes. They have no sense of humor, right?
1: Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> um, if that's our thing too, fine. If that brings yeah. you joy, if that – makes you enjoy the movie wonderful then tell me how much I don't look like a guy and how much it's unbelievable I'm fine with that <laughs>
0: uh, we will yeah we'll accept you you're uptight I'm going to avoid you in the future I think that's kind of what we tell ourselves when we get like a self-serious person who's like I saw it coming yeah. a mile away and it's like who the fuck cares like how can you watch yeah you know, who, who recently said that I think it was Jay Leno when he was on the comedians in cars he was like yeah here's a flash. George Clooney is an astronaut you know like if <laughs> why are you picking apart these science things when George Clooney's a fucking astronaut, you know? Like, you have to suspend some belief. If not, you're going to enjoy, you know, no fiction. And so so yeah. how were you able, like, is the rest of it that funny? How were you able to pack <laughs> that many jokes in the first 30 seconds? Like, in all seriousness, like, how many writers did you have and how long did it take to kind of get that all done? And it's still being worked on, so I guess it's a draft that's kind of evolving.
1: Okay, so in all seriousness, I'm surprised you think the first 30 seconds are that funny. Yeah, I amazing. I, I find um, my humor to be a little bit uh, less, you know, laugh out, la- LOL or whatever. It's less hard punching and just like little jokes that are dark and are just kind of like,
0: haha. <laughs> yeah, but like talking all those things into that short period of time, regardless of being, you know, it's it's light or dark or broad or dry or whatever the hell it is. Like you have to kind of have a concerted effort because you think like a sitcom, like if you're w- used to watching sitcoms. It's uh, they do have a lot of laughs per minute. They do, because mm-hmm. like, they have teams. Like, and, and things get funnier over yeah. time. That that's because they add teams of hilarious writers like Kirsten Porter. But <laughs> you know, to be able to like balance the egos of a sh- of a short film, and to be like, no, we're going to put like ten more lines in here. I don't care if you as an actor, I, like, like it's it's almost a conscious choice, like, to tuck laughs into every nook and cranny. You didn't need that passerby passing by at that moment having a joke, did Like in no. the first thirty seconds.
1: Okay. So no, not at all. So really like that came out of, um, I wrote the script and I more so focus on just the script, the first pass. And then, I mean, that draft is probably like draft, I don't know, 20. Uh, Because you go through so many. First you want this for me, it's like, first I want the story down. Then I want to make sure each character has a very, defined point of view. Then I go through, make sure the specificity is there. Then I go through and make sure uh, the jokes are there. Then I go through and I make sure that it's 10 pages and I kill most of those jokes and cry about it and (laughs) blame, yell at the heavens.
0: (laughs) Why does it have to be 10 pages? Because you want, is that 10 minutes or less? And there's some sort of festival you're submitting to?
1: Because most everybody who um i've talked to about festivals uh, say that short films should be 10 minutes or less and i you know do the like squeeze your head thing with my hands uh, when they're far (laughs) away because i'm so mad at them and that's how i take out anger on people uh But it's so, it's so frustrating and so annoying, but um, yeah, so it's basically for festival submissions. And I think that's great because it makes for such a tight story. And like you say, you have to jam all those jokes in, in such a quick time. And you have to also go through and make sure all those jokes are supporting the story. There were, there were a few jokes I had in there that I had to cut out because at the end of it they they just didn't actually support the story they're what they uh, weren't uh. giving to the story at all
0: so you're like i need this for the prequel that brian mentions which is the whole going yes. in as a yeah going in as all these other uh, all these other professions and yeah. um i mean they're not all your jokes you had other writers on it right
1: uh so i wrote the whole thing um other jokes are from people when i take it to deadline junkies or when i have greenberry read it or um other people, I'll I'll talk to comedians uh, about what I'm doing, and or even friends. They don't have to be comedians. Other and then, therefore, they funny. don't get credit,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't need the credit. They don't have an IMDb page,
1: right? Right. Oh my god, <laughs> taking advantage of normal people is the best.
0: <laughs> it's so sad, but it's it's kind of true. They don't give a shit. They're like, that's my joke. I'm. I i do not need the credit. Uh, but They're like, so, so like like gender norms, though. Like, and and, and I guess some of that comes with what's worthy of your time? So like, yeah. you know, of course this is obviously worthy because I mean, first of all, it happened in life, but the twist is great, the writing's great. So it's gonna be um, it's gonna be great. But then when you move on to something other than the sequel origin story, like how are we gonna find out what's worth the 20 drafts or, you know, the 40 drafts or whatever? Like, cause, cause these ideas don't come along, you know, you don't get an ex-boyfriend who, who you know. <laughs> who like took your dog and wouldn't let you see it or whatever you don't that that kind of truth doesn't lead to perfect comedy all the time so kind of what else how are you going to find the next thing and how will you know when you found it is it is am i going to enjoy draft 45
1: yeah oh my god i feel like you asked 40 questions in there so yes I... answer any of them
0: ignore the all the ones you don't want to answer
1: um so yes this I my answer <laughs> <laughs>
0: You'll just wait for the thing that comes along that that inspires that, like, because you're gonna be tired when it's all done, and so you're like, okay, what's the one that is wants me, has me uh, just itching to keep going and and working this hard again?
1: Do you mean um, for the same draft on the same story or for a different story? Oh, totally. Yeah, So
0: like uh, finding the next idea for the next oh, big yeah. short film that's gonna take up so much of your precious time.
1: I just go and find another horrible person to date, and then I and have a great story. <laughs> Oh God, no. I hope that's, <laughs> that's not how I go about it. Um, it, my story, my storytelling comes from basically stuff in my life that I feel, am um, doesn't have a big voice out there. So stuff you're not going to see so much on TV mm-hmm. and that has really drawn at my heartstrings. Um, so for instance, the Mr. Dog Walker is about losing custody of a dog, which I don't see a lot out of there, out there. Um, it also touches on dealing with feeling like, should I be masculine? Should I be feminine? What should I be? Is it okay to be both? Um, and which is starting to be addressed more, but those I feel like are not out there a lot. So that kind of got me going about those i have um recently last august um my my hometown burnt down uh in the dixie fire pretty much eight of eighty percent of it is gone completely oh gone Lord. yeah yeah it's crazy how big of a place how
0: big of a place is it that 80 percent could burn <laughs> down and i haven't heard about it
1: uh it's teeny and it was on the radio for a little while okay. it, and it basically was one of those of like, and the Dixie Fire burnt down the whole town of Greenville. And next uh, we have COVID.
0: <laughs> we have Kirsten Porter. Uh, she's making good. She's out there in LA. She's got this Mr. <laughs> Dog Walker, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter that 80% of the down, as long as Kirsten Porter is okay in LA, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's kind
0: of sticking with you as something that could be a possible next idea that will, um, I don't know, keep your interest and be worth your precious time through 40 or 50 drafts.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I already have a pilot because of Deadline Junkies. Okay. Um, I already have a pilot that I wrote, and it means lots of editing, but it's about that and about. Um, it's not so much about the before or during the burn. The burn is really quick. I mean, the town went down in twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the town is small, so it's. How many a, structures
0: are we talking about having burned down?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Like five,
0: 10, 50? No,
1: uh, probably. I mean, including homes, yeah. uh, in the hundred, <gasps> at least. Like 20, I don't... 20,
0: 20 minutes. Oh my lord! Have that's you have not... you seen that tread documentary where the guy took a bulldozer and, and bulldozed bulldozed the whole town because he was mad at it? No, oh, it's it's on Netflix. It's the best thing ever. It was, it was, oh I my god! Um, oh, just I... like a, a personal beef with a small town that led to a guy like making an armored an armored bulldozer and bulldozing these and you know these rickety structures and so i mean but that's just so a hundred did i mean it was deadly of course
1: uh no one died no one thank god
0: okay so did they have uh, how was their warning such that nobody died
1: it was so um basically they learned from the paradise fire i don't know if you know about the paradise fire which is actually called the campfire um (laughs) and that was That was up north in Northern California. And um, that was actually really close to the fire, to the Dixie fire. Okay. And um, so they learned from that. I want to say that was in 2018. They learned from that. And so they were better at um, public notification and, you know, the emergency alert alert on your phone. It was this like um, a California wildfire thing.
0: Yeah. People are kind of like they're starting to learn this stuff and they have to get the fuck out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because we are so close to, we're about an hour and a half away from paradise, a lot of people in the area knew take take fire serious. Not to say, I mean, people were still there. And actually people, because they, okay, so they were evacuated and they left for a couple of days and then they were allowed back in. Um, and people were actually there. Some of my family friends were Um, family friends some my family my friend's family was there and they were celebrating because they were like we're back everything's okay we're having a barbecue and then the sheriff (laughs) comes by (laughs) we're having a barbecue
0: is that making its way into your script the whole celebration, yes. the calm before the storm. Yeah. Oh,
1: God. oh yeah. I mean, it's perfect. It's so perfectly written. I don't even have to write this.
0: Uh, I didn't keep it funny. Cause I mean, I think you said in your in your notes that you were going to connect it to kind of larger issues facing the, the world.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking, what I'm doing with it is it's kind of going to be um, I'm I want to say it's like a twin peaks with a detective, you know, trying to figure it out. Okay. And, so I'm leaning into the idea of who who did it, because going back to my hometown, people are so mad and they want to know who to blame. And but the,
0: the so, I mean, the, the burn of the surrounding areas because there's arson or something. I mean, it wasn't trying to burn down that particular town, was it?
1: No, no. But there's PG&E, there's forest uh, management, uh, global warming. Um, cool. And are you going
0: to play a male detective? I hope.
1: Well, I wasn't, but now now <laughs> going to be the the fire inspector. I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> oh,
0: that's cool. Well, that's cool. I mean, it sounds like it's gonna uh, it's gonna be in the in the, the kind of larger issue that we can expect is it going to be tied to climate change?
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Right. Um, and that's I, I want to make uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler. Who knows if it will ever get made? So I will spoil away. Okay. I want the global warming to basically be this um supernatural entity sort of like in um twin peaks you know there's a supernatural Uh, entity there so so global warming and everything is this this and i'm drawing somewhat from native american um uh i can't think of the word you know uh (laughs) that's cool. spirits and and
0: gods and stuff like that that's so cool because i think you know what don't look up with something about yeah i mean some people are trying to connect to climate change and i just can continue not watching that ever and wait till your thing comes (laughs) up which will be called outside paradise or something which is something people have done before right they've done stuff about paradise towns right your thing was called paradise or was you said a half an hour outside paradise
1: yeah uh my town is about an hour and a half outside of paradise
0: and I was thinking, oh, she could do a play on that name, but it's like, that's probably been done to death, yeah. you know? <laughs> okay, well, good. Uh, it's good to know I it won't be called outside Paradise or or an hour and a half yeah. from Paradise or something like that. <laughs> but I'm looking uh, forward to it. What can we, can we expect um, Mr. Dog Walker to come out? When is it going to be done? When is it going to be in a, just accepted to the most prestigious festival?
1: Uh, March. March will be done and then I'll be submitting it out and then I will be posting it when I can because festivals won't allow you to post things always. So once I can make it public, I will put it on everything and anywhere and everywhere and just share the crap out of it.
0: Good. Well, let's hope Rory Scholl has a spot. And if not, I'll probably still <laughs> read it because Kirsten Porter is, is in it. And so uh, we follow her everywhere. We're going to find out whether or not she's allowed to release some of these hilarious opening 30 seconds, which I've been allowed to see because I'm just, uh, you know, part of the paparazzi. I love it. Um, but we're going to keep keep track track of Kirsten at who Kirsten, but also <laughs> Kirsten Porter on Instagram where uh, she has Deadline Junkies, but also Mr. Dog Walker Film. And if you click on Mr. Dog Walker Film Instagram, there's a split screen of her in drag and then her just as, you know, I don't know what fancy Kirsten Porter, huh? <laughs> See, <with> the dog, <laughs> yeah. oh, the dog's there too, and the dog's in the middle. Oh, that's adorable. How'd you get that dog? Whose dog is that? Oh, you my didn't God. control the dog, did you? No, no, oh,
1: I, no. I wish. I actually, um, my my family has a Labradoodle and he, uh, he's been in previous films, but he ended up going up to Portland, Oregon with my sister. So it was too hard to get him. Oh. And I was working on a commercial. I do production for commercials and they needed a dog. And I reached out to a bunch of different people. Okay. And Jenna reached out to me, who is um, Harpo's owner and Harpo. Okay. Ended up doing the tablets commercials and beautiful dog. Obviously, you can see well, Harpo is the, the name of the dog. Harpo is the name of the dog. And I was oh, talking and... about Oprah's,
0: Oprah's production company, Harpo. I'm like, oh, oh no. But I love this because if you go to Mr. Dog Walker Film on Instagram, well, the first picture is this Harpo dog, this adorable dog on the couch. And what's that clicker thing you have in front of it that marks the scenes? What's that called?
1: Oh, It's a uh, scene for
0: what's it called? Clapper. It's called a clapper. That's on the the nose. It's an adorable, I mean, even for that, like not only your picture of you with, you know, you in costume and the dog, I mean, it's just a, I I can't wait to be able to share um, all these clips that hopefully you're allowed to share at some point. So Kirsten Porter, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian.